Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Broadcasting from the rock and roll bomb shelter, surrounded by radioactive biscuits and the world famous rock ops, located 40 feet beneath the radio station. It's the Big Fat American, American Rock Show with your host, the Doc of Rock, the Professor, everyone's favorite mad music magician, Crazy Uncle, and your best friend in the whole wide world, Zach Martin. New HD, NewHD.com, where rock lives is the big fat american podcast i'm zach martin with my buddy blanchard who is the voice of the legendary tribute band you know it's uh one of my favorites it's based on a song you want to tell us to say because i always get it wrong I, I i i think i pluralized by accident don't don't i always do that <laughs> i know right and that happens a lot but i am the lead singer for romeo delight <laughs> right so how many people go romeo's delight a lot. A lot. See, that's and the problem. You know what? I, that's fine, too. I mean, you know, I, it's not correct, but it's fine, too. I get well, it. I, I have a problem with getting it wrong with all names. It's not just Romeo Delight or what have you. Uh, it, it goes back to many years ago when I was doing nights at WZZQ in Terre Haute. And okay. I said dancing in the streets as opposed oh. to dancing in the street. Right. The program director comes running in. It's not streets, it's street. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. I've just been chewed out on a trading floor in front of all the other stock traders. Oh. So now, you know, that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> so what, what's Romeo Delight up to these days? I know you played recently. You're, you're getting back out there. What's yeah. the latest info with Romeo Delight? You know, we just played a lot of shows. We did just did a long run. You know, we played up at um, Daryl's house in New York, and we did a, a worldwide video cast, which was excellent. Um, we got response from all over the world, and it's so cool to play at Daryl's because you're playing through the same stuff that, uh, you know, Cheap Trick and CeeLo Green and all these other Rob Thomas, all these other great artists have played through. And you're in the studio, and uh, we had a lot of fun, and, you know, just having that whole uh, – Hall and Oates and Daryl Hall. He's just a great guy and he treats us right when we play there. So we did that show. Um, two weeks ago, we just played the cutting room in New York City, which was great because we've been trying to get up into, you know, like in the center of New York. So not far from Times Square. That was a good time. We had um, Mickey Dolans was in town and uh, he came out and gave us a grand introduction with his own comedic sense of humor, which was awesome. And, uh, 
you know, the, it sounds amazing there in the cutting room that the sound system is just, you wouldn't, you know, it's in that, you wouldn't expect right in the center of a city like that. It sounds awesome. Yeah, so I, I like the cutting room. It's a great venue. However, yeah. every time I mention the cutting room, I think about the time where I was in the front row. I'm watching the gong show and uh, Leslie Gold, who is a radio chick, has uh-huh. this one performer's up there. And you know the, the crystal chandeliers that are above? Sure. Yeah, okay. Somehow, okay, I'm in the front row, front seat. I'm having a great time. Yeah. One of the performers hits the chandelier. This big lead glass ball bounces no. on, on, the, on the stage, hits me right in oh. the eye. I'm like, wow. Oh. So I said, I go, Leslie, luckily I know you because if it was just a regular person going to the, to the show, you be buying their Maserati right now. Oh my uh, yeah, goodness. It is a great place. And that must have been really something having Mickey Dolan's uh intro you and, and and do that for you. I mean, I don't know about you, buddy. We're I think in the same age group. I might be a little bit older, but we always watch the monkeys growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And all the reruns and you know, whenever I see Mickey here and that I'm, you know, and I leave him, I'm always like, you know, he's still on TV. I'm like, I'll see you on Wii TV. <laughs> yeah, you know? Wii TV yeah. <laughs> It's great stuff. Yeah, exactly. Now, are you guys a little birdie told me this, and I, I could be way off. Okay. I hope I'm not off. Okay. But are you guys recording an album? Yeah, we're I'm doing some recording right now. I got my own songs together, just putting some things together, trying to make it uh, you know, make it official, make it, you know, the official artist, you know, just so we have all the extra, all the everything tied up and you know, it's legit that we're uh, you know trying to bring music forward. I mean, there's, you know, music always comes to you when you're, uh, whether you're performing or whether you're just, um, you know, just at home by yourself, you know, you always, when you're a musician, so it was time to write some more songs, you know? Okay. Yeah. Now, as you know, Buddy Blanchard of, um, I mean, and this Van Halen band, how are you going to market this album? You know, that's a good question. You know, I'm hoping that I have some of my friends who are helping me out right now to give me the ideas to put it out there. Um, I I, I don't know how we're going to integrate it and and how we're going to put it out there exactly. Right. We're still trying to figure it out right now. We're just we're just with the music and trying to figure out how we're going to make that present that correctly. You know, like how the dynamic and the frequencies of the music itself. So I'm still kind of like at that level right now. Well, you know, maybe, maybe here's an idea from uh, a third party who's not uh, sold on anything, you know, just uh, some free advice. Why don't you just put it out as Romeo delight and that's your band name. Yeah. You know what? That's, that's a great idea. I mean, just because it's a name that's already out there, you know, we've been doing it for a little while now and um, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. You know, I like that name. Because, well, well, when you think about it, sometimes there are rock and roll groups in our history that were named, they took their name from a song or yeah. from a book or yeah, you know, exactly. whatever. Yeah. So why not? I mean, listen, I would have, I would, I would feel if I was Alex Van Halen, uh, uh, the, I guess the keeper and, and um, um, uh, uh, what's his son's name? Um, Wolfgang. Wolfgang. I'm, yeah. I'm, I was thinking Mozart. Why am I? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if, if, if Wolfgang is and and Alex are the keepers uh, of the flame, so to speak, or if Eddie was still around, 
if I was a member of Van Halen, I'd be thrilled that this other group named themselves after one of my songs. I'd be like, oh, that's awesome, man. You it's know? a compliment. It's yeah, a compliment. that's definitely yeah. a compliment. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, what if there was a band called Buddy because you inspired them and like they go around as Buddy B? I mean, oh, that'd be there you go. cool. Yeah. I don't have any problem with that. Sure. When Now, you know, you, you talk about writing music, Buddy Blanchard, and I guess you get inspired by being on the road or life circumstances. So For maybe sure. give us a little bit of an insight of maybe a few clues, if you want to call it that, of, of the direction this album is going to take and, and maybe some of the, the ideas you have uh, musically and how similar will they be to uh, the sound of Van Halen or maybe some other groups or do you have your own signature sound? Well, what we try and do is, you know, I try and keep it like in the positive, you know, like your inner power and just believing in yourself and knowing that if you have the will and you have a direction, there's a way that you can get from point A to point B to make that positive change happen. I think all the, the lyrics, go, you know, that's what I try and convey within the songs. I think that that is really you know, you want to keep it because we have so much, like you said, we have so much negative with some other things that are going on right now that I think any positive you can put out there is going to be a plus for everybody to absorb and to incorporate into their own, um, you know, into their own minds. You know, I think that that uh, is really good. And also, like with the music, I, I want to keep it more like high velocity, like Van Halen. You know, you want to have that extra um, energy behind it. So I, I like that, too. You know, and then I also like a lot of music with strings and orchestration. So I yeah. think that's, yeah, that's cool. I love that sweeping in your soul. And I love that. So well, Van, Halen, Van Halen has been known to take twists and turns that you wouldn't expect. Now, I can remember being a kid yeah, listening to Van Halen. Oh, this is a great album. It's the hardest thing I've ever heard, right? Yeah. Now, when mm -hmm. I, now, when I, as I gotten older, believe it or not, I'm like, nah, actually, that's kind of mellow in comparison to a lot of stuff I've heard. Oh, you know, it's yes. like melodic. It's it's Definitely. not what my my dad would say. This is crap. Get it off. The, you know, you call this music. And, and as I gotten older, I'm like, wow, this is really I, I can really appreciate this Van Halen, the first Van Halen album. It's, it's not really over the top. But at the time, I mean, come on. Sonically, yeah. there was nothing like it. Whoa. Um, yeah, it blew my mind. For but, sure. You know, and then when uh, some of those interesting things that David Lee Roth would do, uh, Big Bad Billy or whatever it is, right? Right. Uh, yeah. You know that 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 a show tune kind of feel to it, or this spaghetti western flavor. So, yeah. so as Romeo Delight as a band, and when you're doing your 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 album. You have like license to go in any direction you want. You don't have to do the expected. So that's kind of liberating. Yeah, I love that. I love that that train of thought exactly. And I think that's what, you know, you know, not only like um like Van Halen, but like all the greats, like Led Zeppelin, I think that they yeah. all do a little bit of something different, a little bit of something you may not expect, but still keep that hard rock thread through the bulk of the music, which keeps the energy level up. And then you can add whatever you want season flavor to that. So yeah, I think it's well, very cool. You know, be Paul McCartney when you write your songs. Paul's like bubbly. And you know, like um, I'm gonna write about scrambled eggs. I'm gonna write about yeah. having a cup of coffee, man. Or uh, you know, like he <laughs> would just make the the seemingly mundane into something fun. I'm here with my girlfriend. I'm having a good time on the couch. It's Paul McCartney. I'm just gonna have another number one song. I mean, I just do it in five minutes. It's 
bing, bang, boom, it's done. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's cool. One of the greatest. Um, Absolutely. In, in the past, we've done, um, you know, we've talked about individual musicians, uh, and maybe we'll do that later on in this sure. Big Fat American podcast with the, yeah. uh, Buddy Blanchard okay. uh, with uh, Romeo Delight. You can go to Van Halen Tribute Band.com. Make yes. sure you see him in concert. It's a great show. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk, and, and, you know, we're, we're talking about some of the ugliness that we see in the world around us. And I just wanted to take a moment to, you know, I think every once in a while us men have to stand up and I saw something that was really disturbing on Facebook and it really bothered me because I, I didn't know what to say. Right. Valerie Bertinelli was made fun of uh, her weight or somebody said something negative that she should lose weight. Right. And it really profoundly hurt her. She's going through a lot right now. Sure. And, you know, what I what I didn't want to do in the comment section, and I don't know if you saw it, buddy, but, you know, it, it really affected me. I, I yeah. wanted to I, I wanted to say you look fine. You look great. You're beautiful. She is. But, and, and that's all true. But I didn't want to make it about looks, if that makes sense. I wanted yeah. to I wanted to make it about the heart. That it is, doesn't, you know what I mean? It's that's where it all comes from, you know. That's exactly it. a beautiful person on the inside is more important than whatever your shell is. Mm -hmm. No doubt. But, but it 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 put me in a position where, all right, I'm the only guy here on this thread that that is going to make a comment. So I was very careful I would comment. Mm -hmm. But right. I just wanted to, you know, for whomever's listening, stop doing that. There's an old thing that my old man used to say to me, and and my mom, and probably you too, buddy. If you don't have things to say, don't say So just don't say it, you know? Yeah. When you see a wrong, try to do something that's right. So um, I'm not saying that Valerie's ever going to listen to this, but I want her to know that I feel that uh, what, what was said to her was, was unnecessary over the top and just wrong. I do feel bad. I can definitely relate to some of what she mentioned because I too had to struggle with the same sort of things. Sure. But I, I just want her to know that, you know, she is beautiful on the inside and that uh, all of those outer shell things really don't matter to people who really are, I guess, the best of us, right? It only matters to the people who are the worst. So, when you say something negative about another person, about their looks, uh, when you cut them down, no matter who they are, it, it's because what you're, there's something wrong with you, not, that's, not that person. That's exactly what that says. That's you know, exactly right. You know, Valerie, I mean, as far as ever since she was a teenager and she brought, you know, one day at a time and, you know, just that good vibe that she brought to the show, her great comedic sense of, you know, timing. And, and she was, awesome and and from that point forward i mean you know even the tv show she has now she's just, she's great and she makes people feel good and yeah you know, and i mean you can't you, like you said it, it comes from the heart and to take away that from surface level stuff is just yeah it's just not right it's not it's not good for someone to right. say you know it really I, isn't and and my my thought i think is right that instead of making her feel good uh we both think she's beautiful, but I she wanted to like concentrate on the inside. And I don't know about you, but I can remember when Eddie married her and I was like, damn it. We covered uh, 
a lot of ground here. You worked on the new album. Yeah. Uh, you guys are on tour on the road again. Sure. Um, now I I'm guessing it's starting to turn into the roaring twenties after what we've been through, through the past 15 months. Um, tell us some, like when you got up on stage for the very first time and people weren't worried about the mask and everybody was starting to have fun again, I, I can only imagine that it was a great feeling, but I have to ask, what were you thinking when you got up on stage? I mean, could you hardly contain yourself? Yeah, you know, for me, it was so exciting because, like you said, everybody else needed it so badly to get out, to have fun. And that show, I'll never forget, it was one specific show that I played, and people were so excited. It wasn't even about, you know, me or Romeo Delight. It was about just everybody getting out and being together. And you could see it in everybody's faces, like from the stage, like, it was shocking to me the, how obvious it was that pe what people needed. And I felt like this is just so great. All of us being here all together, you know, the, you know, hundreds of people all together having fun, doing what we wanted, you know, doing what we had done in previous years. And now here it is again, you know, after all this time when we were shut down, locked down, couldn't do it, we were suppressed. And like you said, you know, I think we're really coming back like a rubber band, you know, it's just full force. And everybody is really getting back to normal. And that's, I think, in the core of everybody's um, mind. That's that's what everybody wants, you know. Um, as far as, in, you know, in the middle of all of this, we lost Eddie Van Halen. It was like oh, another bummer. And I don't know if you sure. and I talked uh, before or since then. I think right around the same time we yeah. discussed it. Mm -hmm. And that's a void that can never be filled. However, sure. there's there's part of me that that's just wondering what – what is the future for Van Halen? Is it is it definitely over? Is there anything that in your mind that they can do as far as maybe going out there one last time or maybe doing a one-off to raise money for a charity or anything like that? Well, I think that's a great idea to go out there and raise money for a charity. And, you know, as far as Van Halen, the group, I mean, Eddie was the heart, you know, so without the heart, it's hard to function. But I think, you know, like with the Freddie mercury tribute concert yeah. they had, where they brought everybody up on stage like that needs to be done for eddie van halen i mean the way he changed things i mean you know he uh i think freddie everybody loved freddie and everybody recognizes freddie as one of the greats of all time but you know he wasn't here in america a lot you know we weren't really connected with him like we were with eddie van halen he's he's our you know yeah, I, when I now that you said it, I I think that at, at one point in my life, when I picked up a guitar, I wanted to be Eddie Van Halen, yeah, or at least uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I, I had yeah. my my choice, you know. But sure. yeah, everybody wants. Who doesn't want to shred like Eddie Van Halen and be able yes. to do those things that he does? That iconic Eddie Van Halen guitar, even if you don't know how to play it, you want one. You wanted the sneakers. Remember yeah. the sneakers and all yes. of the Merc that goes along with it. Yeah. I think that would be great to have some sort of tribute concert. I, I think it should be done. We have a bunch of guitarists, just like Freddie had a bunch of uh, vocalists because yeah. nobody could really replace Freddie. Although there was, if you remember, uh, now uh, that Lambert, Rick Lambert, I guess is his name. Yeah, with Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. You know, he, he, was just, he was at the cutting room one week after we oh, were. Okay. It was so crazy. Okay. I'm 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 messing up Adam Lambert with Rick Lambert, who's the lead vocalist of Empty Trail, which is a a trio. Oh, out of, okay. out of uh, what happens when you get older, but um, there was Paul Rogers and Queen. You remember they did that. Sure. But even when it came to Bohemian Rhapsody, 
mm-hmm. they were able to feature Freddie in old clips and they did it with a video yeah, because there's nobody that could actually duplicate that song. Sure. Having said that, I bet you we could not only have a very good tribute concert with various guitar players, but get Eddie on film and do some stuff with those. Um, you have to have that in there. Yeah, yeah. You, you could do stuff with holograms and, and whatnot. Oh, that'd and be great. Put the Eddie Eddie Van Halen guitar right there in a the chair with the spotlight on. <sighs> and and that, that would be it. I mean, you know, people yeah. would just love that. And we'd raise a lot of awareness uh, for for cancer research so that uh, we don't lose excellent. lose people to that disease anymore. Right. Um, one of the fun things I wanted to do, buddy, was to pick a Van Halen album. And, you know, I, I, I did this, and you're going to laugh because you're going to love this. I want to go over uh, Women and Children first. Okay. As, as the album this time. I, I think the last time we might have done the first one or two. Sure. Um, but it just so happens that the, the track that, that you took your name from, Romeo Delight, is the last song on side one on the vinyl. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So I can remember that the the first two songs on side one and the cradle will rock and everybody wants some. Let me just tell you. Okay. And have you seen juniors grades and you just get into that guitar and you got the flange effect or whatever that is. And if you're listening to headphones, it goes to one side or the other. Loved it. Loved when I got on the air, one of my first gigs at, um, 107.5 107.5 WZZQ Terre Haute. Okay. One of the first songs I played in the Cradle of Rock because I wanted to make an opening statement for my show or a rock show. I wanted right. to make an opening statement like we've got balls on this show. I wanted to make an opening statement that there's some dude going on. That particular <laughs> song has got it all. Definitely. Followed by Everybody Wants Some. You want some too? You yeah. Know, I'll pay for it one. with the... At the end, that was always getting us in trouble on the radio. Oh, yeah, got to be careful. Fade it down. Very funny. Fade it down. But yeah. a lot of us would just like let it go because if you're going to narc on us, you're such right. a dick. don't be that dick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on that album, I, I told you, and Take Your Whiskey Home is another song I just love. I There's yeah. something about it I love. What are your favorite songs? Obviously, Romeo Delight, right, is, is yeah. the one that pops. But I want you to go back in time. When you got excited, I went to Jack's Music Store in Red Bank, New Jersey to get my album, my band okay. album. I don't know what store you went to. So take me, and then by the way, it was in the summertime and I had to have a summer job and I worked my ass off to go buy the album. So I want you to take me to that time when you got um, that particular album. Wow, Women, Women and Children, and children first. first. Let me just pull up the track listing because I... All right. I, well, I, 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 while you're doing that, I'll give a little bit of the stats of the uh, I'll give the stats. Released March 26, 1980. Recorded December 1979 to February 1980. Sunset right. Sound, Los Angeles. Uh, Warner yes. Brothers. Ted Templeman is the producer of this particular album. Yes, that this album to me, you know, is one of my all-time favorites. You know, the music on here, and, and talk about you know being like a little bit, uh, you know taking a little step to the left you know um well of course you said you know the first two i mean we play them practically every every time we play it's credible rocking everybody wants some. i mean that middle break you know uh, that was all ad-libbing they did in the studio with ted templeman and you know and, and ted actually did that little uh 
did a little bit of own voiceover in there. And, um, but the thing is, you know, I know for me with everybody wants, um, you know, that, that jungle beat and that driving beat and that breakdown, that middle part where you don't know where he's going to go. You don't know what he's going to pull out of the hat. And, you know, everybody wants some, you know, we could all lean to the left and say, okay, well, we know you want to, but I think that a little bit more to the right. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's all. So, um, and, um, but, and then they go into fools after that, that little thing in the beginning where Eddie's like kind of, you know, just kind of lightly riffing and, and Dave's along with them with that, Ooh, yeah, all that stuff in the beginning. And I, I think that's an amazing intro. And then the, oh, there's power chords in the beginning and Alex, you know, with the thundering, I, you know, that brings that song in and that's, that's kind of a long song too. You know, that song's almost six minutes long. So, but I, I, I love that one too. It's got a lot of attitude to it, you know, just like, have you seen Junior's Grays and Fools? You know, it's, I think those two kind of go together lyrically, you know, I ain't about to go to school, you know, and all that stuff, you know, just like, have you seen Junior's Grays? You know, hey, Dave, give us a break. Yeah. Break. Coming break. up. There Come on, Dave, go. give us a break. That's where he's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had a little bit of an audio uh, breakdown with everybody wants some, but yeah, yeah, one of my favorites, like I always like the way the line ran up the back of that stock and I always like those kind of high heels too. Yeah, Perfect. that's it. a little <laughs> bit more to the right. Whoa, there you go. But I'm going to tell you something like, um, you know, as a teenage boy hearing that, you're like, <laughs> I don't even know what that's about. Really, <laughs> right. I can imagine, but I'm sure Dave does. You're like, yeah, Dave, you know. <laughs> So, Dave's schooling um, us. <laughs> Dave's schooling us. He's taking us to school. But yeah, then, yeah go go to Romeo Delight. What uh, what is it that obviously this song has to? It had to be something that really resonated in a special way for you to yeah. create a well, whole career out of it. Definitely, I think Romeo Delight. That might be my favorite Van Halen song. You know the energy behind that. You know that's a great opening song. You know, uh, you know just the whole. You know, just the whole feel of it in the beginning, and then the, it almost breaks down right away. And when Roth comes in, the whole music kind of changes, and it, it's and then Eddie brings up those guitar swells, like, oh, and then Roth just kind of talking over top of it, and then it comes back in with all that thunder again, and and um, you know, it's just a cool song. You know, taking whiskey to the party tonight. You know, how do you, you know, you brings that whole weekend thing back into it. It's like it's like you've been. School all week, you're sick of it and sick and tired of going to school. And now you're taking whiskey to the party tonight, like it's Saturday night. He's taking you through and go, like we're talking about writing about original songs. He's taking you through his whole week, like how Paul McCartney, you know, like I'm out with my girl. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is but Roth's typical week. <laughs> Roth is Hollywood in Vine, uh, you know, over <laughs> yeah. the Whiskey Go Go, and then maybe going over to Santa Monica and yeah. basically trying not to throw up while on the, uh, you know, the, the roller coaster, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Just people yeah, yeah. below. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Now, now we go over to uh, side two, and you know, just the title on uh, the first track, side two, Tora Tora. I'm thinking of the movie, yeah, Tora Tora, right? Sure. Yeah. What's the background on that song? Tora Tora. You know, I, I think that you know that again is like a swell of excitement. You know, and they have that. You know, the thing. It sounds like a motor in there, and all the engine. Like it's we're getting revved up again for the second side of the album. Like we're not done with you yet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
You know, it's great. You just turned into David Lee Roth without even knowing it. It's like the transformation took place right in front of me. You, you got his head movements. No, you don't have to apologize. You got it down. I'm like, am I talking to Dave or buddy? Yeah, but you, you just turned into, if anybody was seeing this, they would have saw, he just turned into Dave right oh. there during that. Oh, yo, bro. You know, you can't do it. It's fantastic. And then of course, loss of control. Yeah. Oh my God. And see the relentless, they won't let you go. They already got you by the throat, you know, the, that song right there. It just, um, you know, it's, it's just nonstop, nonstop roller coaster ride music, you know, and take That's your whiskey, one. take your whiskey home. Now that particular song, I think it got its start early on, like five years earlier. Maybe I think they did a demo from what I, I, I remember. I don't, you know, yeah. from the top of my head, that might've been some demo they worked at. Does Cherokee studios sound familiar to you? Yeah. They were in there too. Yeah. Like, in 19, yeah, like I, so, so that's another interesting thing about these bands that we, we never know of because, yeah, you know, you take someone and, and I'm going to just like give you an example, Jimi Hendrix, mm -hmm. he's alive for his career. You know, he dies at an early age of 27 and let's just say he started around 66 and he goes to right around 70, whatever year he died. I, right. I forget the exact year. So you're talking about seven years. Mm -hmm. And then you thought, well, I only know one or two albums, but then posthumously we've got this whole library of stuff that Jimmy did. Right. And and so I think there's probably more Van Halen than anybody's aware of case in point, a song like take your whiskey home, which is fantastic. That's women and children's first. Um, that was basically a demo. And then they bring it over and record the full version of it. Yes, definitely. I, you know, it, it probably was a piece of that and they, they brought it and they, they finished it up and, and put it out on the album. And like you said, I, I think that there's so much music, you know, whenever they show, you know, the, the 5150 studio and, and they have that gigantic wall of all those unfinished songs yeah. that Eddie has there that are that, that Wolfgang actually his son said that's maybe someday I know he's busy with his own music mammoth. yeah he's yeah. doing some mammoth yeah stuff, and that's, that's kind of interesting because that's that, yeah. that was the name of uh, Van yeah. Halen before yes that's uh, yeah. cool yeah that's cool um then you have could this be magic yes I love you know I we play that song every once in a while sometimes we'll play we what we do in Romeo Delight is we'll feature an album and um I love when we do women and children first, because we get to play. Tour, could tour. This be magic? I mean, yeah. and, and could this be magic? Yeah. And it's cool. You know, it's kind of like ice cream, man, because it's, yeah, um, yeah, I get yeah. to play on that one too. And it's kind of like the same tuning, open tuning. And, uh, you know, I get to, I get to ride the wave with that. And, uh, I love bringing that one out too, because it's different than all the other ones. You know, you get to right. bring out the shiny guitar again, but, I think that, um, that you could picture it, you know, you got them sitting, you know, it's like uh, sitting on the dock of the bay. He creates the whole scene for you. And I'm sitting back, got my foot tapping, you know, you got your head right. You know, it's just, there's a full moon out tonight, honey, let's begin. You know, it's just great. Like how he can um, create the whole scene. You know, it's like, uh, it's like Don Henley with Eagle, you know, with the Hotel California, you know, yeah. on a dark desert highway. You know? yeah, so, so yeah, it puts you in Southern California and it yeah. can definitely experience it. Actually, the whole album kind of does that. Yeah, when for you think sure. About it. it makes you feel like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm from Southern California. Oh, yeah. yeah and then yeah. it wraps up track number nine. All right. In a simple rhyme. See how that's track number nine. Simple yes. Simple rhyme. Track and probably nine. that's exactly what they were thinking back when they were putting it together. 
What do yeah. we do for track number one in a simple run? There you there go, you go. Rhymed right there. Yeah, that, that so, could have been uh, said. Yeah, it could have been. We're we're making up stories as we go along to add to the legend. <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah. David's probably going to listen to this. Go, yeah, you know what? I'm going to say that next time. That's exactly yeah. where I got it. Yeah, I can integrate that. <laughs> uh, give us a, a take on that song. In a simple rhyme, to me, is so cool. You know, because um, you know, now he's now he's you know moving forward again. You know, like um, you know, with the lyrics, you know, back in the past when I was treated so coldly, and just like now he's like looking back as he's going ahead. And I, I think that, you know, his life is going somewhere else. Like it, it's another continuation, another chapter in this album, you know, lyrically. And um, I, I think that's very cool. And I also love the part, you know, when it breaks down again, you know, Van Halen's famous for all their breakdowns and their songs, you know, where they create another whole um, vibe and sound and tempo. And the one where they um, breaks it down and he's like, uh, you know, could I hear the angels singing? And then they have all, you know, Michael Anthony's and Eddie's beautiful backing vocals and that. And it's just, ah. Uh, and then Dave's just kind of singing over top of it. I That's something that, uh, that's a sound and a breakdown that has never really been duplicated in any other Van Halen yeah. album, too. And I, I love that. That's a great piece. You know, when, when just to hear you talk about that and because of the, the Van Halen brothers and their musical background and upbringing, mm -hmm. I can't help but think that in a simple rhyme is a uh, is kind of an example of progressive rock. You, you just don't yes, know. Yes. Yeah, it, yeah. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Definitely. So so it's cool because what you've done to your uh, teenage boy that's buying the album or teenage girl is you're giving them music lessons. You're giving them some musicology. And you're throwing at them some progressive rock that they're like, I'm not listening to progressive, man. It's too boring. And there it is right in front of them. Uh, before their ears, They had no idea. So right. I, I love the genius of doing stuff like that. That's how you really uh, can open up somebody musically yeah. and get the point across. Um, the one thing that I think always gets lost in the Van Halen story is Michael Anthony's backing vocals. Right. right. I, know. I mean, this Amazing. guy, I could never, like, he reaches notes that I don't know how a grown man does it. Right? <laughs> I know. Like, I, I'm like, how the F do you do that, man? He's amazing. But I, I just want to give hats off to Michael Anthony because he just doesn't get as much of the creds that he deserves. Yeah, exactly. You know? He created, you know, part of the sound of Van Halen is his vocal. And, you know, and he put that in there. He found his home, his niche within the music, you know. He was a lead singer in his own band called Snake before yeah. he played Van Halen. And, you know, and it was so cool that his voice was still out there like that, that people could hear it. And he sang so great with David Lee Roth. I mean, those yeah. two was together. The harmonizing is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that made that made a huge part of the sound. Like, I always think, like, you know, Van Halen, okay, yeah, they're a rock band. And, and, and you know, they do some other kinds of sounds of music. But the thing is, they're a vocal group. I mean, they're, you know, you can't not acknowledge the vocals that go on in that, you know, it's like Diana Ross and the Supremes, you know, they're just going to have that, that own sound to them too, you know? And, and I think it, Van Halen has definitely put their, especially Michael Anthony has put the stamp on all over, all over that. Well, I'm glad that we got to mention Michael. I'm glad that we took yeah. care of the whole thing with Valerie Bertinelli. We talked yeah. about the possibilities of what Van Halen can do moving on. Obviously yes. there's plenty in the catalog that oh, yeah. hasn't been released that we can look forward to. So, 
you know, the 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 bad part, we lost Eddie. The good part is we still have Eddie, the memory, and we still have more music on the way. That's and right. I just want to also, uh, buddy, tell tell you how much I appreciate you because to really go in like you've gone in to this Van Halen tribute band and to create Romeo Delight and to really embody the 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 sound the feeling the groove the personality yeah. how you turn into david lee roth all of a sudden it's just amazing to be able to do what you do is not easy it takes a lot of talent and i and i i kind of oh, think that you. it's a shame that that you know tribute bands get overlooked so much but yeah. you can't overlook van halen uh the, this van halen tribute band can't overlook romeo delight and and really thank you so much thank for you, sharing man. the insight on Van Halen, the songs to give you a uh, share your perspective, yes. to you know get all excited about it. Yeah, this is why people want to see you in concert because yeah, yeah. You, it's you, special. Yeah, it's very special. Yeah, and you know there's some of us who actually got to see Van Halen in concert. Yes, um, and some of us will never get to see Van Halen in concert. But if you can't then go see Romeo Delight. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Find out the latest band information at Van Halen Tribute and Dom. And yes. Hey, buddy. Exactly. rocking in free world, buddy. Woo! You know it. Thank you, Zach, for having me on your great show. I really appreciate it. Sophia's mission inspires faith, hope, and charity to people living on the autistic spectrum and with disabilities. Sophia's in association with New HD Media creates meaningful opportunities and jobs for those with additional needs. Many of these jobs can be performed from home and are life-changing for neurodivergent and special needs communities. For more information, go to sophianewhd.org. Follow BFA on Facebook at Big Fat America. Zach Martin on Twitter at Zach Martin Rocks. And Zach Martin on Instagram. Wait, Zach is on Instagram? I can guarantee he has no clue how to use that. See all the interviews and videos at ZachMartinRocks.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.